Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Casey on the radio. The Health and Happiness Show. Brought to you by Hudson Valley Hospital Center. A better place to get better. Hi, it's Casey. Super Bowl Sunday, Groundhog Day is Monday, Valentine's Day in two weeks, and on Sunday the 15th, you're invited to join me for a ladies' day at my Shine on Reiki space in Cold Spring. We'll feed ourselves healthy food, we'll move our bodies in a bit with something called the groove movement, more on that next week, and we'll do some heart-opening exercises, like this one. Sit quietly. Breathe deeply. Settle down. Ask your heart what it needs right now. (sighs) Hello, heart. It's us, checking in. What do we need right now to be happy, healthier, more fulfilled? Then listen. You may hear a word, you may see an image, but the fact is, if we get quiet and clear enough by connecting to breath and silence, our heart will always give us a message. Jacqueline B. Fletcher knows that. She wrote the book, Dear You, Messages from Your Heart. Here are a few of those messages. Dear You, please don't shut me out. Love, your heart. Dear You, I'll always give you another chance. Always love your heart. Jacqueline has created a book where the words are art and they're healing to the heart. She's a bit of an expert on transformation, having successfully lost a hundred pounds and dug herself out of debt and healed a few broken hearts over the years. In fact, this book was inspired by just that. Well, this is a book that I wrote after a little heartbreak and I basically wrote, you know, closed my eyes and said, to heal my heart, what if I just asked it what it needs? And so I wrote this book and there's just these little messages, little letters that say, Dear You, and then there's a little note and it says, Love Your Heart. So sometimes they are a little cranky and irritated and sometimes they're loving and comforting and kind. And, and then I painted the entire book and stamped it one letter at a time. Yeah, and, so, uh, sometimes it almost looks like a ransom note. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Dear You, What's the Rush? Love Your Heart. Dear you, I love that I don't have to explain myself to you. Excited, your heart. Dear you, look up, love, your heart. Now, for each of these, did you get quiet and ask your heart what it needed? I absolutely did. Was that mm-hmm. a gift of grace, or did someone give you a brilliant idea? It was a gift of grace, and it was, a you know, what happens to artists where it's just this thing where you see all sorts of different things coming, you know, in the world, I think, and you kind of weave them together. And I woke up one morning and just started writing letters, and uh, by the end of it, I felt so much better. (laughs) What I wanted to create was a way for people to get in touch with that wise inner voice. Don't you wish they taught this stuff in grammar school? Oh, wouldn't that be great? Okay, we children. could avoid so much. Right. Okay, everybody settle down. We're going to just get quiet now and check in with our hearts and ask our hearts what we need to feel good today. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be, yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you, I'm doing a women's uh, symposium on the day after Valentine's Day, and it's all about this stuff, where I'm inviting women to come. They don't know it yet. But through the course of the day, some exercises like these and um, some heart-opening yoga stretches, at the end of the day, the women are going to write a love letter to themselves. Oh, I love it. And That's the, wonderful. And then when they leave, I'm going to mail it. So, you know, like a week after the symposium, they'll get a letter in the mail when they've forgotten that they got in touch with that part of their heart. But once you do oh. get in touch with that voice, it's always there. It is always there. Jacqueline yeah. B. Fletcher, Messages from Your Heart, Dear You is the book, and everyone should pick it up for their Valentine. And where could we find out more about you? At JacquelineFletcher.com. So that's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-Y-N. F-L-E-T-C-H-E-R.com. And what else do our listeners need to know this morning? I think um, it's, I'm actually looking at a Dear You message right here. Dear You, let go. I got this. Oh. Love your heart. Oh, that one gave me chills. Dear Yay. You, let go. I've got this. And when you put your heart in charge, what happens? Uh, things change. Things change. Things become more on purpose. Things feel like they align more with your purpose on the planet. Perfect. Give me that website one more time. It's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-Y-N-F-L-E-T-C-H-E-R.com. JacquelineFletcher.com. It's Casey on the radio, the health and happiness show. Friend it on Facebook and follow it on Twitter. Casey on the radio, fun and inspiration. I was brought to the emergency room on a Saturday afternoon after suffering from a headache for about three days. Debbie Aglietti was nervous, but she didn't want to alarm anyone. She had her husband drop her off at the Hudson Valley Hospital Center, No Wait ER, on the way to taking their sons to a basketball game. Before my husband even came back, I had been seen by two nurses, a doctor, was totally pain-free, and was waiting for the neurology consult. This No Wait ER is no joke. I did not even sit down in the waiting room. Debbie's diagnosis? A viral condition. She spent three nights at Hudson Valley Hospital Center. I can just go on and on about this The way that they care for their patients, the way that they care for each other, it's just a better place to get better. Hudson Valley Hospital Center practices a different kind of medicine. They call it patientology. For more information, visit hvhc.org or call 1-800-482-4842. Hello, this is Pamela Cuccinell offering you the astrology forecast for the week. Plan your day early on Sunday and keep in mind that it's best to avoid important meetings or introductions. This is a blessed day for those who can spend it at home, by the water, or in the company of the familiar. A sun-Uranus picture on Monday presents an inspiration or revelation. If Punxsutawney Phil gets nudged out of his hole before 7.30, he may well decide to make his exit. Tuesday has a jazzed Leo full moon. Plan an evening of romance, glamour, comedy, theater, childlike play, or time with a delicious film that conjures all of the above. To find out more about the meaning of the full moon, go to my website, insightoasis.com. Make Wednesday a creative play day if possible. Any drama that erupts is full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Thursday brings in high productivity. The better you've mapped out a schedule, 
the greater the satisfaction. Visit my website to find out how astrology can chart your course. You can also obtain access to a more in-depth daily forecast at insightoasis.com. This is Pamela Cuccinell, and have a stellar week. Read Pamela's monthly forecast in Natural Awakenings magazine. Hi, it's Casey, and here's a book that really can change your life. It's a book of questions, like, are you willing to make some mistakes in order to succeed? Do you have an awareness of your life energy or chi? These are not the usual questions you hear from a doctor, but they are the questions you'll explore with Dr. Michael Finkelstein. A visit with him is an in-depth look into your lifestyle. He's the slow medicine doctor, and his book, Slow Medicine, gives hope and healing for chronic illnesses. This is a new idea, Dr. Finkelstein. Well, you know, I think that the idea behind slow medicine is that what people are more used to, and I would say is typical of our genre, you know, generation, is the fast, quick fix idea. And what we're seeing is that's not working. So just like slow food was a response to fast food, I'm offering slow medicine as a response to fast medicine. What does slow medicine look like? Slow medicine, you know, is not a pill and it's not a remedy. Slow medicine is actually a way of living that addresses the whole person. That would include their physical health, their mental and emotional well-being, as well as their connection to everything that surrounds them. And as opposed to systems that break things apart and focus on fixing broken pieces, slow medicine actually is an approach to health and healing that stresses the importance of addressing all of these aspects. Right. We're used to, I call it living from the neck up. You know, I have a problem somewhere in my body. Just let me put a pill in my mouth and you better fix it. And that would be nice if it worked. Uh, And occasionally it does. But the, the subject that you started with, which was the state of chronic conditions, implies that it's not acute. It's not strep throat where penicillin will work that easily. It's something that has persisted. It's lasted despite our best efforts, despite doctors we've seen, maybe even alternative practitioners. And so this really calls for stepping back and looking at it again from a different perspective. Otherwise, why would we expect anything to change? Right. So who are these people that have the chronic illness? What kind of illnesses are we talking about? Anyone who has a need to take a medication on a daily basis, I would say, has a chronic condition. People who have symptoms daily for which they're even looking to over-the-counter remedies uh, or people who are doing things, you know, maybe more holistically, like a regular massage to deal with their back pain. These are all chronic conditions. And if you then look around, probably almost every one of us has a chronic condition. We're talking to Dr. Michael Finkelstein. His new book is called Slow Medicine, Hope and Healing for Chronic Illness. Uh, I have to tell you a funny story. My girlfriend gave me a gift for my last birthday, and it was a pillbox, one of those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, days of the week pillboxes. And I said, I don't want that. And she says, well, eventually you're going to need it. And I threw it away. I recycled it, to tell you the truth, because my mindset is actually, no, I'm not. I think I'm more of a slow medicine kind of girl. I think most people are. I think most people would rather hear about an approach that would, you know, relieve their symptoms without having them to deal with it on a daily basis, even thinking about it, shopping for it. Even the supplement industry, which is very popular, and I would say sometimes supplements are better alternatives than medications, but that aggravates people. So what is it that will work? And to me, then, it's a way of living. It's a way of coming back into harmony and peace, understanding what happens in your body, and maybe actually tolerating a little bit more of the symptomatology so that you can just go on living. Tolerating more of the symptoms so you can go on living means... 
focus on the positive in your life in such a way that those things that nag you don't interfere with your ability to pursue your life's purpose and passion. It doesn't mean being free forever of symptoms or living forever, which is you know, also part of our stated goals as a society. It's as if somehow scientists are eventually going to come up with the magic. Uh, that will alleviate all of this. No, we have to realize that this is part of the human condition. We don't have to get so derailed by pain. I mean, I understand people can be in extraordinary levels of, of pain and suffering, but I'm talking about backing off of the direct approach with pills to consider a way of living that also contributes to the alleviation of symptoms. So in the book Slow Medicine, which everyone should pick up, there are many, many questions. How many questions? 77 to be exact. Okay, 77 questions, and if you answer these questions, it could bring you around to a different kind of lifestyle, right? Well, the idea is to not give people answers myself, because, you know, when people do that, they go to doctors or they go to other people, and, yeah, sometimes they're getting really good advice, but, you know, you get advice from everybody, and you realize that not everyone understands everything all that well, the dots aren't connected. I like bringing people to the top of the mountain so that they can see for themselves where they're going, and then they're clear on why they have to do what they have to do. And the questions are really for self-reflection. They identify the different facets of this diamond. um, And it's not a lot of work. It's not 77 projects. It's a way of understanding how life is and how pieces fit together. It's as if you were going to do a jigsaw puzzle and you decided to keep half the pieces in the box. You know, what would you be able to accomplish? Not a lot. Well, you get a partial picture. Right, right. So the idea here is to complete the puzzle, but not lose sight of the process, meaning the life you're living now, not just looking at the goal. Page 58, question 10. Do you take time to experience sensual pleasures in healthy ways? Well, so, you know, we often hear from aesthetics um, that uh, we should deny the body in some way, that the, the body is dirty or... Um, sensuality is a problem. But we have these five senses, and they're there for a reason to inform us. And yet, we can be a little, you know, overtaken with sort of pleasure, let's say. So we have to find balance, but it's not to negate the value of enjoying the sensual aspects of living. So, as an example, the taste of really good quality food. Right. Or, you know, the touch of your, you know, your lover's hand. I mean, these are all very important to make us feel alive and they fulfill our life's purpose, which is connection. Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, so many people, I just got this image of blinders. It's as if they're saying, oh, don't make me look at that. Don't make me look at all these ways in my life that I've sort of cut myself off from my own vitality. Well, that's a very uh, intuitive point you've raised. I, I give you a lot of credit for seeing through to that. It's true. A lot of people are in states of denial. And that makes it hard for them. So this is a book, so you don't have to actually read it aloud or share it with anybody. You can do this on your own privately. And that's the idea, which is just look in the mirror. And maybe you can't look at every detail because it can be uncomfortable. So you start where it is comfortable. So that's why these are like 77 doorways. You don't have to do it all. Start, Start on one that seems reasonable and comfortable. That's actually how the book is laid out and the plan. The book you will love is Slow Medicine, Hope and Healing for Chronic Illnesses. Dr. Michael Finkelstein is our guest. And on page 143, something, you know, straight right down the middle, is your water intake 
adequate. I was shocked to find out that I went to a, a young esthetician who said to me, I can tell just by looking at your skin, you're dehydrated. And I wanted to smack her, but <laughs> come to find out she was right. My water intake, which still isn't where it should be, was okay. way below what the normal person should be taking in. Let me, let me address the reason. Say it's the typical eight glasses. I'll say that that's probably pretty reasonable. But the reason that's so important is if you're dehydrated, even a little bit, there is not a single cell in your body that functions optimally. So when we think of our physical health, even our mental, emotional well-being, which involves our brain and our energies and everything else, if, if we're a little dehydrated and all those cells are working harder than they need to do and we're inefficient energetically, uh, we can't expect the best results. So one of the simplest things I offer is the idea that drink enough water, at least cure your dehydration. That's doable. That's one of the few things I offer, actually, that can be fixed just by doing something simple. Yeah, and so much will change. Your face will change. Your attitude will change. It really is miraculous. 77 questions here to explore in the book Slow Medicine. Dr. Finkelstein, you'll have to come back more often because I could talk to you forever. But right now I want you to talk to the listeners and give them one thing they could do today to get them on the road to uh, hope and healing for chronic illnesses? Well, I think one of the important things to realize is that we tend to be in a state of fight or flight. You know, the fear that we read about, see, hear about, think, uh, our anxieties create a stimulation in our system um, through our adrenal glands and other hormones um, that is what happens when we're overly stressed and it's chronic, so we may not even realize it. So the opposite of that would be to slow down and utilize another built-in system called the parasympathetic nervous system. And the way you activate that is by taking long, slow, deep breaths. And you descend the diaphragms, you push them down, the things underneath your lungs, into your abdomen, you take like a belly breath. And that actually stimulates this nerve which slows your heart rate, slows your physiology, and gets you back into better balance. I think if we learn to just breathe and do that several times a day, just spend a couple of minutes with breath, we will see immediate change. All right, I have to tell you something because you brought it up. I practice Reiki. When I get people on the table and they finally relax, their belly gurgles. Yeah. Is that the parasympathetic nervous system? Absolutely. So. What happens when we're running from a lion is we cut off digestion because we don't need blood flowing there at the moment. We need them in our legs to run. So but that, our body doesn't know the difference between running from a lion and seeing the news about somebody who was just shot. So we're stimulated the same way. But when we get into the parasympathetic, all of a sudden our digestive tract comes back to life and you hear it moving, you hear it rumbling, you hear, you hear sound and you can feel it and you can see it because you can see as you're watching somebody's abdomen, now they're more relaxed and there's more movement in their whole chest, abdominal area when they're breathing. Wonderful. Slow down, slow medicine, hope and healing for chronic illnesses. Michael Finkelstein is the doctor that we're speaking with today. And can you take just one minute and tell us about Sunraven? People call Sunraven a farm. Indeed, we have a garden here and animals and it's a beautiful old farm. But what I like to think is that what we're growing is healthy people. And so it's a healing center. It's a place where people come, they see me in consultation. We have programs. We have a lot of things that help people relax and connect with each other. It's a small community space. And the idea is to restore 
a state of tranquility and support so that each of us don't feel alone in this process, that we can actually just enjoy our time and learn by being, not necessarily by doing. And where can people go for more information? Well, the Slow Medicine Doctor website, slowmedicinedoctor.com, is the best one. And it is uh, full of information, things I've written, ideas about what you can do, how to connect. Uh, I have an active Facebook page, also Slow Medicine Doctor, where every day I post thoughts and ideas and stories which I think is just about connecting us is so valuable. Reach out to the slow medicine doctor, Michael Finkelstein. Want a copy of the book, Slow Medicine, Hope and Healing for Chronic Illness? Email me at Casey at WHUD.com. You're listening to Casey on the Radio. Fun and inspiration. Find out more at CaseyOnTheRadio.com. Did you know those fall and winter blues have a name? Seasonal Affective Disorder, or SAD. Maybe you've experienced that funk as the days get shorter, when sleeping or curling up on the sofa with cookies or a bowl of pasta seem most appealing. Energy sags and you prefer to be alone. Phototherapy, the use of light boxes, is a safe and proven remedy. Just 30 minutes each morning of the light exposure lifts mood and improves energy. Your healthcare provider can suggest a brand or a simple internet search can give plenty of valid information. For those with a stubborn case of SAD, Vitamin D and other supplements, brief supportive therapy, or even short-term use of antidepressants help. Talk with your naturopath, homeopath, doctor, or therapist for recommendations that are suited for you. And remember, spring always returns. This is Marcy Niffen, licensed clinical social worker with your Mind Body Minute. Find me at www.mindbodyputnam.com. Hi, it's Casey. Meet the man who invented the win-win, William Urey. How do you untangle your conflicts? Oh, I'm bad at that. I either seethe or scream. And I know that while I'm screaming, I'm just scared, and that I'm falsely believing in lack of some kind. William Urey developed Harvard's program on negotiation, and he can retrain people like me to gain perspective in conflict. Michael Urey says the biggest obstacle in negotiation is us. We must first take personal responsibility for getting our needs met, and then view it from above, get the emotions out of the way. William Urey's book is getting to yes with yourself and other worthy opponents. My passion is helping people get to yes, and for the last 30 years I've been doing that with family feuds, boardroom battles, labor strikes, civil wars around the world. And what I found, Casey, is that actually as difficult as the other people can be, and believe me, I've dealt with a lot of difficult people, perhaps the biggest, the most difficult person we ever have to deal with turns out to be me, turns out to be ourselves. You know, as uh, as Ambrose Beers once said, when angry, you will make the best speech you will ever regret. And so that's the topic of my book, Getting to Yes with Yourself and Other Worthy Opponents, which is how do you do, how do you get to yes with yourself so that you can then get to yes with others around you? Right. And I'm shaking my head, shaking my head, because I know when I'm in conflict with anyone, the biggest obstacle to a clear negotiation is me. Right. That's it. (laughs) It's the biggest obstacle. Yeah. And also the biggest opportunity, because if you can turn yourself from your own worst enemy into your own best friend, you can do wonders for yourself in terms of your satisfaction, in terms of better relationships with others. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to take me kicking and screaming because I usually am. So you say find your inner BATNA, your B-A-T-N-A, your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. What do you mean by that? Well, 
Yeah, in negotiation, you know, the key to power is going to negotiation, knowing, oddly enough, what you're going to do to satisfy your interests. If for some reason you're not able to get the other side to say yes, if you're not able to reach agreement with them, that gives you a sense of confidence and power because you know you've got an alternative. You know, if you're not going to, you're not going to make a deal with one customer, you've got another. If you're not going to, you've got some other way of doing it. And so that level of inner confidence it comes from you know taking responsibility for meeting your own needs. We all have a lot more power over ourselves than we sometimes imagine. And if we can go in and not feel totally the prisoner of the other, we need them to say yes. You know, then then we're their hostage. And so it's much better off if you can go in caring, but not that much that you put yourself in a position where you have to give in to the other, or you get angry at them, and you're not so dependent on them. It's yeah. about self-sufficiency. I'm thinking right now in my head of two situations, like a divorce situation and also like a, a, a negotiation at work for more money. And right. I think in both of those situations, people do feel a little powerless, and they feel like they're going to get taken advantage of. That's and, it. Right? That's it. So, so get me out of that mindset. Well... I'll give you an example from a divorce uh, or, or marriage situation uh, on the verge of divorce. The husband just won't communicate with the, with the wife and the wife's feeling just, you know, she's had it for years and years and years and years. The, the things, the more she criticizes him for not communicating, the more he clams up. And so it just never ends. And so finally she just takes a decision. Look, I'm going to, you know, I need this in my life and I'm going to do this regardless. And so she announces to her husband, look, I'm not going to criticize you anymore. I'm not going to nag you anymore. I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm, but I'm going to look at see how you behave to determine whether or not I'm, it's not accept. I'm going to have a relationship in which I can communicate with my better half. By giving him that space, by backing off, taking responsibility herself, developing her own inner batna, as it were, in that sense, and just determining by doing that with the help of a therapist, of course, uh, they were able to turn around the relationship and save it short of divorce. So it's about, you know, it's about getting to yes with yourself taking responsibility for meeting your own needs, developing your own power so that you can then transform the relationships around you. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Getting to yes with yourself and other worthy appoint- opponents. William Yuri is our guest today. Okay. Tell me what you th- say about getting to the balcony. Take us to that place. Yeah. So the, the foundation of getting to yes with yourself is the ability to imagine yourself on a stage. You know, you're with, with your boss, you're with your partner, whoever it is. Part of you goes to a mental and emotional balcony overlooking that stage. It's a place of perspective. It's a place of self-control. It's a place of calm where you can keep your eyes on the prize. What is truly important to you here? Because oftentimes in conflict, you know, we think that what's important is scoring the point, winning the point. You know, <laughs> you know, in marriage, they say you can either be right or you can have uh, be happy, but you can't be both. So you, you need that perspective, uh, being able to go to the balcony. And every one of us has our own techniques for doing that. Uh, some of us, you know, take a break, uh, you know, uh, go have coffee with a friend, uh, uh, go for a walk. Just remember what's important to you here in this, um, you know, take a deep breath, count to 10. But, you know, uh, it's, it's, to, it's to remember what's truly important. Put yourself in your own shoes. Remember what your true priority is in that interaction because we often forget it in the, in the heat of conflict. Right. So if I'm up in the balcony, I can be looking down on the stage that is my life and see how I want it to play out. That's exactly it, Casey. That, that, that's the key. And so that, that's, that's, the, that's the foundation of being able to get, get to yes. Get to yes with yourself. Visit com. Now, I wish you a conflict-free weekend. Get your tickets for A Day for Women. It's Sunday, February 15th. Find that at CaseyOnTheRadio.com. You've been listening to Casey on the Radio. Hear more at CaseyOnTheRadio.com. 
The information shared on this show is intended for general information purposes only. You can contact Casey through the website, caseyontheradio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.